And I'm not feel called the disgrace of a fault of your friends, cause if I all talk any and now, it go cause quarrel for us. In fact, one certain one certain day like that, it all beats me. He say me at the at the bringing in at the bringing rep down of a fault of your friends. This is She Thrives, a safety in the workplace podcast brought to you by African Women on Board, AWB. The podcast is an important part of AWB's Violence Against Women in the Workplace Initiative and is funded in part by Ford Foundation. My name is Omoye Uzamere and I'm your host. On today's episode, our first guest is a small restaurant owner who shares her ordeal in domestic matters and how it affects her home-based business. Let's hear from her. Many na mama miracle and at the second thing, at the second thing for front of our ass. Now that canteen, now all of us they manage for us. My husband and me, but I still come off for work. When they tell me they come off for work, they not even give a, they not give a money. All their money that they give people, if they not work again, all the benefits, they not give her anything. So. Your days, you never get to go for another work or find anything to do. The tear the warrior, you're depressed. If you wait for morning, if you go here in friends, you don't drink, you play drafts, you do this one, do pool, you don't come as now. The money when they make from the one where they sell for us, not to take care of all of us, not to send miracle, go school. So, my husband. If you don't come back, if you don't go play with draft difference, see they come, all of them go buy for you, go see me, me serve all of them. When I serve all of them, you know they give me any money. You know go be paid put. And I know if you call the disgrace for front of your friends, cause if I all talk any and now, it go cause quarrel for us. In fact, one certain one certain day like that, it all beats me. You see me at the at the bringing in at the bringing rep down over front of your friends. So when they all come like that, I go sell all their food, you know they pay. And they affect business. Even for us, they already pay me pass and for us. Money, if I don't gather money, I won't carry go market to buy things for the food sell. If a miracle we still collect from the money. So if you ask me if I not gain, it go your go. Take food for my pussy if I go bath. One day when I don't shout for and say, me not they take that, not they give her, it beats me. So I know me, me never, me, me never, then they hear a voice. So many people come here. They'll come say me a bad wife. Me, I know they support my husband because things don't change. Because conditions don't happen. Me, I know they, I know they want. So I know what they talk puts. I all day. I all day like this, like slave. Say, any day now. Y'all be like, who day, who day, who day, who day prison for king ass. Say they do slave for king ass. They pray say one day, one day you'll get freedom. As I did like this, maybe now when Papa Miracle, we don't die, now go, now go get freedom. Or, unless now you go, never you touch your heart, or give and walk, I don't know. So, now my story with that, so. This is an interesting slant to the conversation about workplace violence because Mama Miracle's place of work is at home. The violence in this case is physical assault, economic oppression, and straight-up intimidation. This has become a new normal for many professionals as well since the COVID-19 pandemic. To discuss this, we have the country head of the MasterCard Foundation, Chidima Lawansen. 
We're glad to have you. We also have in the studio with us Fola Ayeshimoju, Group Managing Director, UAC of Nigeria PLC. Welcome to the Violence Against Women in the Workplace podcast. Thank you for joining us. I am looking forward to the great conversations that we'll have. I'm going to start with the lady in the house. How do we protect women who run small businesses from domestic violence that directly affects their business? Because they don't work in corporations, they don't have the HR to fall back on. What can we do to protect them? Thank you so much um, for having me. And um, to give you a quick background in many previous lives um, in the financial services industry, in the commercial banking sector, where I worked in Diamond Bank, we had funded a lot of many mama miracles as we went down the journey in the retail space and also in other lab being involved in the setup of micro companies that give loans to those same micro kinds of um, women um, traders. So I know a lot of, about mama miracle and in Nigeria, in Tanzania or Uganda, they, their friends are similar and even at the foundation, some of the partners we have, like Wolf and um, Farmers Advancement Network, the proprietress says when she started, she focused on the women, how does she ensure she provides them with seed quality fertilizer, they can grow more produce and access to markets. As she did that, she unknowingly created more tension at home because the women were now financially independent and it caused more workplace violence. So she had to incorporate the men, used um, community engagement, drama, ensuring that the men were also workers on the farmland while the women were primary processors. So in having that handshake, it was better for the men's own financial empowerment to be increased for them to also hear from community workers the downsides to whom violence you know against the woman and because if you beat her she starts hiding the money she starts doing many other things that you will not know about and that creates um the family breaks down so there there should be intentional projects that will men and the women, just like we're talking to Forlan now. It's not against the men, but in those communities where there are many mama miracles, the men and the men have to be brought together and covered under any intervention by the state governments, like Lagos State has domestic sexual and violence response team. But where are the awareness campaigns that a mama miracle can phone in and they will solve? her issues. So those are my initial um, thoughts. And we are intentionally looking for those vulnerable people, men or women, who um, you know, express that violence. It's easy to talk, but the action to ensure that that really diminishes is hard work. I, I've done it and I know that. Thank you. This is interesting. So if I'm if I understand you correctly, we have to carry men and women along in, you know, in assisting them financially or however we want to. I also believe that in enlightenment as well, you know, men can be partners. Okay, thank you so much for that. Mr. Fola Shokwe, um, we know that home is 
now the new workplace locally and globally especially with the covid-19 pandemic it's led to an increase in the rates of domestic violence cases should organizations and hr departments shoulder a greater responsibility while implementing policies to prevent workplace violence or to curb it at home um, thank you, Omoya and AWB, for having me here. Um, I'll start by saying I feel uniquely unqualified to, to discuss this subject, but, but I'll, do my, I'll do my best. Um, I think corporate leaders are only beginning to address issues related to violence against women in the workplace. Um, we're at the very early stages of this journey. And I think it's a very serious problem that we've historically framed in the context of a physical location. So we always thought about the workplace as a place where people come in at eight, nine o'clock, and then um, depending on your industry, if like Chidima, you're in banking, it'd be 10, 11 o'clock when you leave, and some it's five o'clock. Um, and they perform their functions and, and they leave. Um, and I guess it was easy with this worldview to have clear distinctions between domestic violence and violence in the workplace. And listening to Mama Miracle really um, was an eye opener for me. I think across the world, COVID-19 has resulted in the closure of offices and in the absence of alternatives, for those of us who ever um, used to go into the office, people like Mama Miracle may never have had that, that clear distinction. Mm -hmm. um, the lines between work and home have been blurred. I, for one, I'm taking this, um, this call from home. And with the blurring between work and home, there's also a blurring of domestic and workplace violence. And like I said, um, organizations have struggled to deal with even violence within the, the confines of the workplace. Um, I, I think we also struggle as organizations to draw the line and individuals between what constitutes work life and personal life. Um, so perhaps maybe we should broaden the conversation and focus efforts around reducing violence against women, rather than maybe as companies are taking a historical narrow view. Of, um, of limiting to what occurs within the physical workspace or the historical physical workspace. Um, there are no easy answers. Um, I think as a start, we can be vigilant um, for signs that violence may be occurring, maybe physical signs, um, yes. which, you, which you sometimes see, and it may be stress. It may be offering counseling and psychological support who are subject to women who, who we feel um, may be vulnerable. So no easy answers, but I think broadening the conversation to reducing violence against women generally, um, being vigilant and offering support may be a start. Thank you so much. Thank you. Now, Ms. Lawanson, what advice do you have for home-based entrepreneurs who daily face these situations? You know, now there's, there's a role that corporations and foundations play like yours, but in the absence of of those activities, what can someone who might be listening right now facing such a situation, what would you advise them to do? Um, I think instead of leaving it for them, they are so vulnerable. They, I keep saying that awareness through radio, TV. You hardly hear radio programs that say, then they beat you for house. You know, you can report here, you have a safe space. Mm -hmm. Maybe, you know, radio stations will balk from saying that. Those are hard discussions. And yeah. 
it not just be that it's tied to business in funding those micro um, especially micro women entrepreneurs you hear time after time hit me up and took the money i took a loan he beat me up in some instances where we went to he she saw them arranging seats he was going to marry another wife with her money and she complained he beat her up on top of it um it's not within the space of Mama Miracle to do much. If we don't embed financial literacy, even for microfinance banks, those really that talk to people at that core retail mass market, financial literacy is key. Many commercial banks are doing it using their networks to say, if you tell her how to utilize money, it's as simple as even going to an agent to deposit the money instead of keeping it as cash. So that reduces some of that, not that you're lying or you're hiding it. It enables you to save, enables you to be part of the decision making in home. And it's not about putting that the mattress, it's either this. So financial literacy to say, I can keep records, I can save, have access to make that decision and the violence side is to find a, a safe space to talk about it women also form cooperative groups where mm. they talk to each and learn of each other in that um community environment yes. so we always encourage women to join one of those communities it's not to tell them to leave their husbands I mean, I'm sure my husband will balk if I say we are teaching women to leave their husband. <laughs> with them and also show them that they could be co-partners in that, even in that business. As we're getting uh, more professional, our incomes are increasing, to also ask for decisions from the males. I would always say that. And in the official workspace, um, is to review what are the HR connotations are there safe places where staff can report are there mechanisms for not saying is a men's club if, if you report me then we'll be sure we'll get you in the other space this is ensuring that staff have access to psychological wellness platforms and resources that they can speak to so all within yourself you can hardly do much unless you're empowered through literacy campaigns through radio campaigns that the people that are vulnerable will listen to through joining groups or having space safe spaces in the safe spaces virtually even in the professional spaces thank you so much back to you mr folashokwe we know that from waitresses to sme traders front desk officers there's this as it were a misconception that workplace violence only affects women of a certain social class or a certain you know or certain occupations as an executive with women ceos in your network how would you address this misconception you know and this would be a great place if you feel comfortable to you know to share any experiences that you might have heard of or seen? Um, okay, um, thank you. I think um, when we talk about violence in the workplace, I it's not a narrow definition. I think the narrowest definition is somebody hitting the other person, but I guess there are other forms of, of violence. You can argue, you can even send 
violent emails to people, threatening them. So the threat of violence, I think, also is a problem. Yes. Um, so without getting into the breadth of what constitutes violence, I think in most situations or many, um, violence entails leverage over somebody else um, where they feel unable to, to defend themselves in many, in many situations. And I think across society, men are biologically stronger. I think that's one, one source of, of leverage. This is just biology on average. And also the way society has been set up, um, the prevalence of men in positions of power is, is greater than the prevalence of women in positions of power, which is another source of leverage. And so if you take these two sources of leverage, um, which I think is required to perpetrate violence, I find it almost impossible to believe that violence against women is restricted um, to a particular cater or professional achievement or to um, SME or non-SME or non workers. I think that that just doesn't ring true to me. And I think once we begin to accept these misconceptions, we begin to underestimate the scale of the problem and therefore it can be adequately tackled. Now the frequency and nature may be different, but I, I don't think there's any sort of magic miracle that if you progress to X level within your career or your business or life, you immediately become um, immune to, to violence. And I think it becomes even more blurred when you consider the first part of our, this, our conversation where we've said the lines between domestic and workplace violence are blurred. So even if we could persuade ourselves that if you, if a woman was the chair of a company or majority shareholder or something, she was immune, if we could persuade ourselves about that, um, I think we'll struggle to persuade ourselves that this suddenly means that um, it offers some protection domestically in the home. So I think it's a very dangerous misconception that um, almost takes away from beginning to, to tackle the problem. Yes. I don't know this for a fact, but I'll argue that um, perhaps, or I would have ignorantly argued before this morning that the more successful, and we all define success in various ways, yes. a woman yes. is, the less reluctant um, she may be to come forward to discuss these issues because she has a lot more to lose professionally. Um, and so it was fascinating, or I guess that's probably the wrong word, it was very saddening and um, eye-opening to hear that Mama Miracle, um, whilst being beaten by her husband, had the mind space to think, I don't want our neighbors to hear. Mm -hmm. So this shame of, um, or this, I'm not sure what the right word is, this feeling to keep these things inside, I guess, cuts across um, many people. And I had ignorantly assumed that there'll be a greater reluctance to share the more senior people got. And I think I'm, I'm glad that this conversation has address that misconception at least for me. Thank you so much. I really want to thank our guest speakers. Thank you for your profound recommendations and insights. Would you leave our audience with a short final word for about 30 seconds? The floor is open for whoever wants to go first. Hirma, do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? Please go. Thank you. Um, I may not speak for 30 seconds. I'll just say um, I'd like to thank you, Amoye, Chidema and AWB for inviting me to participate in this conversation. I was uncomfortable and felt uniquely unqualified and I would say I've learned a lot um, personally from participating. So thank you. Thank you so much. 
Thank you. Thank you to AWB and work you're doing and trying to get more women on board. So for that, that also changes things in many organizations, brings different perspectives to the table. Thanks for having me. And then to say for any woman out there, really, um, man who is facing violence because we see that on both sides um people have died from violence against them so we need to speak out even if we don't think of violence as hitting you sending you explicit mails that are solicit or asking you to go somewhere for something um that makes you uncomfortable there are different faces of violence and actually beating you um, look for safe spaces to speak, look for um, cooperatives and government agencies. You may think they don't work, they do work. And speak to someone and let's see how the dynamics within what you're facing can be changed and seek financial literacy. And for the financial services providers, also provide financial, financial literacy to your clients. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you again. Thank you very much for sharing a part of your day. And also thank you to our studio audience. <laughs> We've had a full house. African Women on Board remains passionate about amplifying African female voices, supporting African female empowerment, and helping to create a world in which African women and girls are given the tools and resources they need to fully realize their potential. If you'd like to collaborate or share your stories, please send an email to awb at africanwomenonboard.org. For more information, please visit our website on www.africanwomenonboard.org You can also connect with us on social media, Instagram at awb.network, Twitter at awbafrica, LinkedIn at African Women On Board, Facebook African Women On Board. Thank you for listening. Have a lovely day.